Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today we're going to take a minute to appreciate what the 2023 Detroit Lions have accomplished so far and kind of go over the game a bit. This is from the Lions NFL OMG postgame notes. The Lions advanced to the NFC Championship game for the second time in team history. They have 14 wins between the regular season and playoffs for the first time in team history. They've won two playoff games in the same season for the first time during the Super Bowl era. Dan Campbell is the third coach in team history to win multiple playoff games as the Lions coach. George Wilson and Buddy Parker did it in the 1950s. You want to know why AG is getting head coaching interviews? How about that the Lions were the first team to get a sack from two different DBs in the playoffs since 2017? Some individual stats. Brian Branch had nine tackles, two for loss, a sack, and another QB hit. He's the first rookie to record a playoff sack in team history. CJ Gardner-Johnson had one tackle, one pass defended, one interception. I'm okay with all of that. Jameer Gibbs, 8.2 yards per attempt on his nine carries, and he added 40 in the air for 114 total yards from scrimmage. It's the third rookie in NFL history to get 70 yards rushing, 40 yards receiving, and a touchdown in a game. The other two were Cam Akers and Hall of Famer Marcus Allen. The first rookie running back in franchise history to log multiple postseason rushing touchdowns. And... We're obviously beyond Sanders and Sims at this point. He is in uncharted territory for Lions rookie running backs. He needs 30 yards, just 30, to pass Doak Walker for all-time rookie yards from scrimmage in the postseason for the Lions. 30 yards on Sunday. Jared Goff is the third quarterback in franchise history to win multiple playoff games. Tobin wrote in 1957 and Bobby Lane in 52 and 53. <sighs> it's nice to see all these since the 50s start to go away. Um, he has the most completions, highest completion percentage in Lions playoff history right now. Interestingly enough, one more pa- playoff passing touchdown and he will have had as many for the Detroit Lions as he had with the Rams. He has the second most passing yards and third most passing touchdowns for a Lions quarterback in a single postseason. He is 52 of 70 in the playoffs for 564 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. That is a 111.8 passer rating in this postseason. Aiden Hutchinson, Had four tackles, three quarterback hits, one for loss, and a sack. His three sacks are tied with Ziggy Ansah for the most in Lions playoff history. Remember, they didn't record sacks in the 1950s. If he gets half a sack this week, he is the Lions' all-time leader 
in year two of his career. That's five straight games with three or more tackles for loss from Aiden Hutchinson, by the way, which is insane. Sam Laporta set a new record for the most receptions by a rookie tight end in a game in the postseason, and he did that on one leg. His 12 postseason receptions are an NFL tight end rookie record. He is ninth overall right now on the NFL all-time rookie receptions in the postseason list. Iffy Melifon Wu. Nine tackles, one for loss, two quarterback hits, one and a half sacks. No safety has recorded a sack and a half in the NFL playoffs since 2015. Uh, And it was Morgan Burnett who had the best mouthpiece in the history of football. I will not be taking questions. Uh, That's four and a half on the year, all games included for him. Having... A heck of a breakout season. Uh, Josh Reynolds played in a lot of playoff games for the Rams. This week was his first playoff touchdown. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson's interception was his first playoff interception also, by the way. Derek Barnes' first ever interception won't even show up on his career stats uh, because it happened in the playoffs to ice a game. Craig Reynolds had his first playoff touchdown too, and that was the second time a Lions running back duo both managed to get a touchdown, a rushing touchdown in a playoff game in franchise history. Uh, the first time was last week when it was Gibbs and Montgomery. Amon Ross St. Brown also recorded his first postseason touchdown. And he, by the way, passed Herman Moore for the most receptions over a season, including the playoffs, a record Moore set in 1995. St. Brown's 15 playoff receptions. That's a Lions record for a single season. The Detroit Lions are one of the four last teams standing. Like the Rams were red hot. They were the team nobody wanted to face coming into the playoffs and everyone was terrified and Matthew Stafford was playing out of his mind. And I hope he really enjoys the golf course. And I thank him for being a part of the biggest win in Lions franchise history. The St. Louis faithful are are still whining on Twitter about that loss, you know, because nobody in Los Angeles even noticed that there was a game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers came in on a heck of a roll too. Uh, I saw a graphic during the week listing all of the the quarterbacks who had won multiple playoff or won playoff games with multiple different teams, and uh, they left Goff off that list. By the way, even though he had accomplished that feat literally one week before. Maybe, maybe Baker will be back with them next year. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to give you a quote from Dan Campbell's post-game presser right now that I thought was awesome. He was asked an idiotic question. Like, like, did you believe you could be one win away from the Super Bowl when you took this team over? Like, like... <laughs> uh, he said, I envisioned we would have a chance to compete with the big boys. And that's where we're at. on why Craig Reynolds was even in the game on that fourth down goal line carry the one of the most important plays of this game. He was in that package. If you're asking me if we trust Craig, yeah, we, we do trust Craig Reynolds. 
you gotta love it when a coach comes out and says things like that. Jared Goff on on the makeup of this team. Everyone was brought here for a reason. And Barnes and Craig are perfect examples of guys that haven't had flash plays all year, but they've been doing everything right and then show up on time and and continue to do everything right in moments like that. Aiden Hutchinson on on the future. We're just getting over mountains right now. They said we couldn't win two playoff games in a row. Now we're going to keep climbing that mountain and keep moving forward. Like, they're not done. Like, this Detroit Lions group isn't finished. Like, if they don't go all the way this season, there's not going to be, well, we had a really good year. Isn't really how any of these guys are going to take this. As fans, that's how we should take it. <laughs> like, not many of us were expecting what has happened here. Hoping, always hoping. And seeing it as a possibility, yes. But definitely not expecting. Uh, Jared Goff's passing chart, there was no trapezoid this week. That's why he looked great. Uh, both of his touchdown passes were outside of, of that trapezoid of doom that I've been talking about all season. It, it's the area where Goff does his best work, but it's also where defenses focus because they know that's where he wants to go. When the Lions complete things outside of it, good things happen for this offense. Um, moving on to this weekend, because what do you say? The Lions won two playoff games. It's awesome. Could not be happier. Uh, Play-by-play crew for the game this week is Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson with Aaron Andrews and Tom Rinaldi on the sidelines. That's a good crew that are enjoyable to watch. Um, Of course, that's if you're not syncing your TV with Dan Miller's call with Lomas Brown and TJ Lang. Or if you want to get the national perspective because you like being angry during the game. uh, (laughs) Westwood one has uh, Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner on the game. And uh, Kurt Warner is very good on radio, I will say. If I could somehow get Dan Miller or Kurt Warner in the same room doing a Lions game, that's that, that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> but it's unlikely. Uh, a few interesting comparisons between the Lions and the 49ers going into this game. The 49ers had a ridiculous 9.3 yards per attempt on the season, which is ridiculous, but it's exactly what they did in 2022. And... No, they were not doing that with other quarterbacks. Just to clarify on this one, Brock Purdy is real. This offense with him in it is amazing. It is like a full yard per pass attempt better than it was before he got there with pretty close to the same guys. Uh, Lions were fifth in the league, by the way, at 7.6. That's how much of a marked improvement there was between the 49ers and, and basically everybody else in this statistic. Uh, the 49ers were second in the league with 33 passing TDs. The Lions tied for fourth at 30. That's not really a difference. Uh, the Niners also have like an edge in the 20 plus yard passing plays by five, uh, but they led the league and the Lions were third. <laughs> it's not, not as though the Lions don't have an explosive offense. Uh, the 49ers were fourth in yards per carry, which is one spot ahead of the Lions. 49ers had 4.8 yards. Lions had 4.6. Both teams had 27 touchdowns on the ground. And like, despite the presence of Christian McCaffrey in that offense, the Lions had more explosive runs. Uh, and explosive runs means 20 or more yards. 
and the Lions had 15. The 49ers only had 11 on one extra rushing yard or attempt, by the way, for the Lions. Um, 49ers scored three more touchdowns than the Lions on the entire season, but the Lions converted three more two-point conversions. The 49ers did not complete a single two-point conversion on this entire season, which quite a few teams that didn't, but they, they are one of those. Um, it is the defensive side of the ball that has everyone nationally acting like this game has already been played and it's over <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, the Niners only allowed 6.4 yards per pass attempt, which was good for fifth in the league. The Lions allowed 7.8, which was the second worst number in the league. Lions only allowed nine more passing touchdowns on the season. So it's one every two games. Uh, but that's the difference between ninth in the league and 27th in the league is basically one every second game. Uh, but in the thing that has killed the Lions, the 49ers have been just average. Their defensive line... And they added to it in the middle of the year. Like, congrats to the commanders for cashing in that chip at the absolute perfect time. 48 sacks on the year only. They were 10th in the league, which for that defensive line is a bad year. Uh, I mean, 17th place had 45 compared to 48, got you 10th. So they were just basically the high side of average, which is uh, not what we've really come to expect from the 49ers. The Lions also get the edge in run defense, though. Uh, they only allowed 3.7 yards per carry on the year. Like, the Niners were pretty good. They they only allowed 4.1. But the Lions were third in the league. The Niners were about 10th. Uh, they did lead the league in interceptions, though. <laughs> the 49ers. Uh, they tied with the Bears as at the top of the league with 22. Uh, the Lions were 11th with 16. So it's not as though our secondary was bad in that particular regard. But all that's kind of why Vegas is favoring the 49ers. I think seven points is excessive. Uh, Lions are 72 versus the spread on the road, which doesn't help you in the playoffs unless you're a gambler. Uh, and the 49ers are three and six against the spread at home. None of what I said means anything this week uh, because this is just literally all about wins. There are no moral victories in playoff games. Just not. I'm going to be previewing the 49ers defense first tomorrow because uh, the Debo Samuel injury situation really changes what I will have to say about the offensive side. So I kind of want to hold off on that as long as possible. They're probably not going to give me any more information in a day, but we'll see. So see you tomorrow. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. <laughs> You've had enough of that shit.